Good day, and welcome to another Go Play That podcast. I am Earl Baker, and joining me today is Bob Marate. Hello there. And nobody else. It's a two-man today. Yep. Very intimate. Now, it is. It is intimate. Yep. I feel like I feel like I should hush my voice slightly, <laughs> just because there's two of us. <laughs> we already have problems with getting explicit content in, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, there's a confession to make. I think I think we all need to make a confession. Uh, we we aren't doing our listeners uh, any good by continuing to talk about Overwatch. No, definitely not. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. Even though it's Mo- the only thing we've been playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I was going to say. Yet still, that has been <laughs> the game that we've been playing. So we're going to try our very best to avoid talking about overwatch today well i like um, i like forcing myself a little bit uh, to to play something else i mean yeah. other than overwatch not to get oversaturated by it no pun intended and yeah. um and you know have a, a, an additional topic for the podcast i just remembered another game that i've been playing over the weekend um, ah fantastic yeah, i'll get i'll get to that okay well in actual fact uh before we started recording you you started telling me about uh, an app that you've been using yeah I'm, right. I'm curious i mean i'm not i haven't really been using it because i discovered it just today but it's is the whole background story what actually surprised me you know it's um it's been made by shigesato itoi which is the creator along with satoru iwata they created mm-hmm. earthbound and the mother series all right. Yeah. And okay, um, so, and it's an app, not a game. It's an app. It's not a game, and it's not a mm. Nintendo app. So it's it's separate from Nintendo. It's this guy that has done this app with I don't know who, and just release it. At the moment, it's exclusive to iOS. Mm-hmm. It's called Dokonoko. Dokonoko. Yeah, with K's. Dokonoko. Okay. It means how do you do in Japanese? Right. And um, what it is essentially is. Um, some sort of social network where you don't really have to register or anything, but it's for pets. It's for your pets. So it's uh, okay. the cat, the cat lady and the dog crazy person paradise, you know, because you, yeah, yeah. You, you just start it and all you see are cat pictures and dog pictures and videos from people who really love their pets. Oh they, my God. And they upload all their stuff there. This sounds like heaven for so many people i know yeah right i mean it's it's such a simple concept and it's definitely not for everyone but those who like pets and like to talk about their pets and post pictures of the pets it's just tailored for them because i i mean i love my cat to pieces yeah and i i I have to confess i hold back with my shares on pictures of him because People will think I'm insane. Yeah, me too. It happens to me as well. It's it's kind of like this social pressure that if you if you post way too many or just one picture of your cat too many, you're instantly the cra- the crazy uh, cat lady or yeah, absolutely. It's 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 things like uh, pictures of your food, 
uh, humble brags of you going to the gym yeah. and pictures of your cat or dog. Yeah, pretty much. These are all social media no-nos now. Those are the three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the social media no-nos became way too trendy and that's why they became no-nos. Exactly. Because the truth is, is people love to share what they're, what they're passionate about yeah. and um, people that aren't passionate about those things uh, start to rebel against you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not real friends. <laughs> maybe. Ah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe this is how you figure each other out. It's through social media. Well, then this app is pretty much for you because <laughs> you can just upload pretty much exclusively cat pictures into this <laughs> into this app and nobody will tell you anything about it because oh, that's what it's for, you know. Um, one of the things that, that shocked me up is that whenever I hit the sign up button, because it's optional, you don't have to sign up, but if you do, um, the only thing you have to do is you have to hit, you have to check three check marks. One that says, I will love and protect my pets. Uh, another one that says, I will not subject it to humiliation. And, uh, actually, I cannot remember the third one, just let me. Let me find it real quick. Okay, I, but they're, they're generally themed around. Yeah, they're definitely like, themed around not being not being abusive to your to your pet right. when you're uploading pictures of them. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you get a lot of that. You get a lot of people like putting objects on top of their cat and thinking it's funny, and then other people will comment saying, "Well, actually, by the looks of your cat, they're really stressed out because their tail is all fluffy or something." Yeah. So yeah, people don't realize that they're being uh, abusive to their animals. So yeah, I found the three mantras of the app. Basically, it says, I will protect my pets and keep them healthy. I will care for all animals equally and properly. And I will do all I can to help animals in need. These are the only three things that you have to agree on upon using this app. That's beautiful. It is. It's great. I mean, and it's and it's made by two uh, a legendary games designer. <laughs> yeah, which is which is why I'm talking about it here because yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it wouldn't be related to games at all except he made one of the most endearing and 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 emotional uh, franchises of history basically. So it's Doki Noki. Doko Noko. Doko Noko. With Do you know what I was I was thinking of Doki Doki which is onomatopoeia for heartbeats. Yeah. It, it, One of the it few does Japanese kind of, things I know. It does kind of make sense, though, but couldn't be Doki Doki because Doki Doki is normally more um, related to excitement and anxiousness, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Dok- Dokonoko, is, in this case, is just, yeah, how do you do? Doki Doki is also the name of my favorite sushi restaurant in Madrid. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I went there this weekend. It was so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of that fatty tuna right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, fatty tuna. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. I have to try that, like in a proper restaurant, because what the yeah, ones I yeah. tried out is like okay, but not top quality, and I need to try that. Yeah, the trouble with sushi outside of Japan, especially when it comes to tuna, is you are having to pay quite a lot just for that one individual piece of uh, sushi. Right, but yeah. it's it's worth it just for that one. It makes you know? sense. Yes. Yeah. After so all, yeah, this this podcast has taken a strange left turn before we've even started. So we, we're starting to digress. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In actual fact, that's a shame because your app uh, ended up being a perfect segue to what I wanted to talk about. All right. Um, it's it's also on mobile and it's also about animals. Yeah. Uh, and I believe we have both been playing it for oh, yes. at least a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, photo finish. Photo finish. Yeah. So this is a horse racing simulator. Nobody would have guessed it. This is the second horse racing game. 
I've spoken about within the last month, I think. But not the, the only, not the second one that you've tried. I mean, you've pretty much been jumping on every horse racing simulator that you've, you've come across. I've been actively looking yeah, exactly. for horse racing simulators ever, ever since, since Pocket actually. Card Jockey. <laughs> well, even before that, truth be told, um, when I went to Japan, um, I was fascinated by the obsession with horse racing video games out there. Mm-hmm. It's a really big market out there. Um, and in particular in Shinjuku, there are arcades that are dedicated to the, to these games where you would buy a memory card, which remembers your horse's results and the pedigree, like where, how they were bred and all that kind of stuff. And you would take the memory card to the arcade and you'd be networked with eight or also other players who are simultaneously uploading their save. And then on a big cinema screen at the end of the arcade is the race that's yeah. taking place. You've told and me about just, this, definitely. It blew my mind. I have, yeah, I have to watch that only to see how it's engineered. I mean, right, right. the way you describe it is fantastic. And I it, just it, cannot picture an entire arcade dedicated to such a thing. I'll try and find some videos and maybe I'll share them. No, on, don't. Um, I mean, not with me. Do not share them with me. I want to see that in person. Oh, I see what you're saying. All sure. Right. Okay. Well, maybe ignore the go play yeah, that theme I will, if I, if, if, if I, I see If I see some sort of uh, video related to that, you just come and do not watch this, Bob, and I will not. <laughs> but no, it, it was just amazing. I mean, to be honest with you, it isn't something I could get into out there because... Um, uh, it's a real like bingo hall type atmosphere. Mm. I know it's, it's not very sociable. No one talks to each other. They're all wearing hoodies. They're smoking heavily. So just like yeah, in that, the animes. <laughs> yeah, basically so that, that took the appeal away, but I was fascinated by the game and the gameplay. Um, and I've been looking at Japanese racehorsing simulators since, but most of them are quite impenetrable because there's a big RPG element to these games because you're leveling up your horse but even more complex, you are breeding your horse with other horses and trying to work out, um, you know, how to continue a good pedigree of of, uh, of horses because they're finite. They they actually get old and they have to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't just keep one horse forever and level them up to the end. Do you have to breed it with other players' horses or, or is it just a random NPC horse? I'm sure there's a game that, you can do that, if uh, but I'm not sure. That would be interesting to see yeah. such a concept work, like socializing and like arranging breeding and, uh, well, so to speak, mating sessions with with your horses. <laughs> would you like to come back to mine for a mating session? <laughs> your your barn or mine? With my. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so uh, yes, a photo finish um, is a mobile one and has all of the features that I've just mentioned, um, all free to play in quotes. Um, it's currently missing the social aspect to it, but I've noticed that there is a Facebook friends coming soon part, like a little button at the, at the bottom. So I don't know if that's for racing against your friends or for the breeding, as we were mentioning, or if it's just comparing, no, um, so that hasn't come through yet. All you but can do right now, now is invite your friends th- uh, on Facebook or something. 
Yeah, and I think it uses Facebook to save your progress. So if you delete the app, um, Facebook has got your save Probably. in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there is a bit of a rhythm element to it. Like in the race, you have to press a button to a certain time and the better your rhythm uh, or, or the, bu- the rhythm of the button press, um, the faster your horse runs and you have to weigh that down with stamina. So there are some horse racing games where there isn't any skill, so to speak. It's all about focusing on how do I breed this horse? What equipment should I get? All that kind of thing. This one, there is a, a bit of a rhythm to it. So some players might get put off by that. Um, so far, I haven't spent any money on it. Have you? No, not yet. I don't see um, myself. I don't really discard the the chance of spending money on it. But at the moment, no, no. I have not had any any reason to. No, exactly. Um, the wall right now is wait times, basically, and I'm more than happy to wait. I don't have to be constantly playing a horse racing game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I'm enjoying it. And I can see myself spending money if I continue to enjoy it. But there, there was one thing, and, and this is kind of my, my topic for today, my off-game topic, um, is how microtransactions are um, displayed to you or how adverts are displayed to you. Ah, and I see where this is coming from. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a slight dishonesty I felt hmm. um, with this game. And it's not unique to this game. It's actually quite prevalent in mobile gaming in general. But have you ever had a race where one AI horse just randomly destroys you? Yeah. And For no apparent reason. Yeah, exactly, right? Like you're, you're I'm doing my best. I'm even nailing the, the rhythm sections and everything. Yeah. And even so, I do not seem to be able to catch the, the AI pilot. And it just seems completely out of whack because you're destroying everyone in the previous races because you're over-leveled. And then the game just seems to decide you're not going to win this one. Yeah. And racing um, costs you energy and energy is finite. Now, to regain energy, you can wait or you can pay. But one of the things that this game does is after that... Can you pay? Because I can't remember if you can actually... Well, you can pay like... Real money, not uh, hard currency. Yes. yes, I'm talking about real money. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> there are energy bundles. Okay. Now, instead, the game seems to be lenient and says, hey, don't worry about that. Instead, why not watch this 30-second advert, um, which for me so far, nine times out of ten has been for a game. Yeah. And I don't mind that. I don't mind if I'm playing a game that the adverts being shown to me are for games because, hey... I'm that target audience. I might be interested. Yes. In actual fact, I saw a, an advert for a Star Trek game that I must loop back to. <laughs> um, but what I didn't like is that you made me lose as a mechanic to see that advert. Honestly, I'm not really sure if the game actually made you lose or if you were, ju- if you were just unlucky because this one racer, this one jockey was actually overleveled compared to you. I don't even know exactly how the game decides which which horses you're going to be racing against. Yeah, I don't know. It just... It seems random. It's a gut feel. It's a gut yeah. feel. I feel like... You feel like you've a, been ripped off. Yeah, the, the, well, yeah and it's, it's only... I'm only ripped off for 30 seconds of my time, so I'm not really ripped off. Yeah. But in actual fact, if... The, if Let's make an assumption. If that's how the game works, and 
it's making me fail a race as a means to show me that advert. I would much rather the game just say, hey, this game is free and you never have to spend money to play this to the very end. But to maintain that, we need to show you an advert. So if you could just stand by for 30 seconds, that's how we make money. That's how you get to play this for free. And we're all happy. I would almost prefer that honesty. Yes, I agree. Do you know uh, another game that implemented this ad mechanic very well is uh, Adventure Capitalist. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. But I I know quite a lot of people have uh, played it. Uh, really it short, me. really short version about what it's about. Adventure Capitalist is one of these games that follow the clicker uh, formula. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where you're supposed to like build buildings and increase numbers to get more numbers, and then increase more numbers, and then get more numbers. All right. Is that's? I think was there a Steam version of this? Yeah, there is. I think I played it on Steam. Actually, now I come to think of it, you probably did. Yes, because mm-hmm. that's that's how I got to know it as well. But I later on I figured out that it played better on mobile. That's a story for another day because I have not played it for a long time. So, mm. Adventure Capitalist, one of these things that does it doesn't block you in any way. It doesn't force you to watch any ads. But they say, okay, if you watch an ad, thirty second ad, you will have twice as fast production. You will have you will make twice as much money in game. For 12 hours. Do you uh-huh. want to watch an ad? Yeah, and of course and you're of going course to. of course you're going to watch it. Because, yeah, of course, you, it's time that you're not going to be spending later on. If you have, like, Mm-mm. double the production, double the money that you can get, you will instantly get watch that ad. You, what you're going to lose, like, 30 seconds, just what you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's really clever. I think that's a very, very well-placed advertisement for you to choose to watch it. Yeah, and, and and it just feels a bit more honest and it's not wasting your time. And I, I definitely felt that with, with photo finish, I, I'm sure that, that that race that happens every one in six races is just made to make you lose. And of course, you're not going to want to buy energy or waste energy. You're just going to hit the 30-second trailer. Um, and I would just much rather they decide every 10 races you're going to watch a video. And just maybe be so, upfront yeah. about it. Just be upfront about it. Yeah, maybe so. But on the other hand, they could also uh, be a lot worse. So they, yes, they yes, could yes, also yes, say true. like, okay, you lost this race. You're also going to lose the next one. And on the next one, you're not only going to watch an ad, you're going to watch two. Or you're going <laughs> to have to pay some premium currency in order to get back on track. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. they don't no, do that. There have definitely so. been games where I feel a bit bullied into having to pay money. Yeah, and right. you know, I'm not I'm not stupid. Games have to make money. Yeah, of course. Um, but I just want an honesty between the development and the and the player. Um, but anyway, moaning aside, I am actually really enjoying Photo Finish. Um, yeah. It is absolutely playable for the, the last two days that I have played it without spending a penny. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that my progress will be slowed down in the future. I am quite sure that the more tiers we advance the slower yeah. it will become. But that actually works for me because I, I, I imagine my enthusiasm for playing a horse racing game will gradually diminish anyway. <laughs> um, so as, as the game slows down, um, that's fine that my progress slows down with it. Um, the, the, the multiplayer, it doesn't actually... I, I couldn't tell if it's asynchronous or not. It's not. Because it, it seems to be real time, right? Yeah, it is real time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because at some point, I mean, there are some times where I could actually get some um, 
seven other players or six other players with me. Yeah. And there were times where I could only get one. And then after a few seconds, it just filled over with AI pilots. Yeah, with AI. And if it was asynchronous, it would just find mm-hmm. players. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. It's one of the few games that appears to um, be real-time multiplayer on mobile. Yep. And if it's not, they've done a very clever job of making it look like the illusion uh, look like you are. Um, I noticed that they do standardize the names of the horses, I guess, to avoid any naughty names that people may have chosen. I, I sometimes wonder, the names that I see from other players, are they actually like default names or are they? do they actually manage to see that my horse is called Britney Spurs? I'm, I'm almost certain what they've done is they have gone into the database of default names and they give you loads regardless because someone could say a naughty word as their horse name and that's the way they avoided it. Yeah, but I would imagine they have some sort of filter to prevent you to call, a ho- to call your horse from that, I guess. I guess. I mean, I would like to, I would like to think that people are seeing that uh, gentleman's agreement um, <laughs> is, uh, is racing against them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works. I wonder. But I yeah, guess I, whenever they implement the, the connectivity between friends, maybe we will figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I really liked your horse's name, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you can yeah, tell the audience what it was called. Uh, this, the, the fold, you mean? No, the, your, the, the my, one you won the cup with. Yeah, my regular horse is called Britney Spurs. Brilliant. <laughs> and the fold, his, um, her son, is called uh, Star Fox X-Wing. Star Fox Sex Wing, yeah, yeah, just just because I don't know, <laughs> I wanted to make that <laughs> because because you wanted to slide Star Fox Sex Wing into every podcast episode until the end of time. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> so anyway, it's free. Photo finish. Try it. Yeah, um, try it out. Well, one thing I did want to say actually is it's played straight. It's not played for laughs at all. It's it's a serious horse yeah, racing sim. Yeah, it's a serious sim. simulator. It's not yeah. like pocket car jockey at all. No, no. So it almost seems more ridiculous as a result. <laughs> um, but as I posted a picture of my first horse on Facebook and I think attracted eight friends to the game as a result just because the concept of playing a horse racing simulator um, was just so crazy that everyone wants to try it. And the people I've spoken to actually really enjoy it. So let's see how long it lasts anyway. I'd be interested to hear from um, from our listeners uh, if they want to tweet us at GoPlayThat, how, how they're enjoying it as well. And to be honest, it also looks quite good. I mean, when I saw the first screenshot, oh, I, thought it was, good. I thought it was yeah. a, I thought it was a Steam game, a PC game. No, no, the graphics are pretty decent. But the graphics are pretty good, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, someone was looking over my shoulder and said it looked like you were watching a real horse race for a second. <laughs> I didn't realize I was into gambling, and I'm not. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, photo finish on iOS and Android. Yeah. Uh you've you've been playing another game as well, Bob? Um yeah, over the weekend. That doesn't begin with O? Uh, what, sorry? That, that doesn't begin with O? No. <laughs> it doesn't begin with O. It's fine. Um over the weekend I've decided, yeah, I'm gonna take a break from O. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh I've been playing Super Mario RPG. Oh, wonderful. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars on the Super Nintendo. Right, that's that's a... I haven't played that game since forever. You totally should, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Oh, and it's, the, it's such a wonderful game. The copy that I, know, that I own is not an original Super Nintendo cartridge because it was never released in Europe. That's right. So I getting my hands in, a, in an American version of the game is really hard and expensive. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I just bought it on the Virtual Console for the Wii U. 
and, uh, and oh, I wait. played it there. Is it on, it's on the European Virtual Console? Right, there is. Yes, it's there. Oh. And it's also cheap. It's like eight euros, I think. They do really well by um, their, the, the Wii U owners with that because they tend to focus mostly on those games that were hard to get. Yeah, they brought the Airbound console. first. And, yeah, exactly. And now they and bring Super Mario. But this one has been out for a long, long time. I purchased right. it a long time ago. It's just that I didn't really give it a proper I missed go. It. I didn't give it a proper go until until this weekend. And this weekend I spent maybe like five or six hours playing it. And uh, this this game has really aged very, very well. Oh, I, good. I really like it. It's a very, very solid turn-based RPG. It has the charm of a Mario game. It has the humor of a Mario game that I like. And um, have you ever played uh, Paper Mario or Paper yeah. Mario Thousand Work, the Thousand Year Door? I played the N sixty four Paper Mario, so the first one. Yeah, that? and I own the GameCube one. Okay, because I remember it was getting quite expensive, and I found it up for a good price and forgot. So I have no idea where that copy is. <laughs> so the GameCube one is my personal favorite of the three mm-hmm. RPGs. Mm-hmm. But um, Paper Mario was supposed to be a sequel of this Super Nintendo game, Super Mario yeah. RPG. Um, you know, I, I just realized Super Mario RPG was released on the same year that Super Mario 64 was released. It's from 96. Really? Yeah, it's from 96. Oh, wow. It's in that window where... Um, when the Nintendo 64 both, and the both Super Nintendo existed. coexisted. Because so, that... That um, that window of time is the reason that Star Fox Two was never released, mm-hmm. um, because that game was finished. Yeah, it was but, basically but, finished. Yes, exactly. But the audience for the SNES had moved on to the N sixty four, at least in the eyes of Nintendo, and therefore that game wasn't released. So this was lucky to even exist. Well, yes and no. It was not really developed by Nintendo. This game was developed by Square. <clears throat> right. Okay. So it it. I don't think it was up to th- on their best interest to cancel it and or move it to Nintendo 64. That's what Paper Mario was for. Right, but then right. Paper Mario was done by a different studio later on and such and such. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing that really surprised me about uh, Super Mario RPG that I didn't really see on the previous games that I, or previous times that I played it is the amount of original characters it has. I mean, oh, what, exclusively to this game? Yeah, you would think that a Super Mario RPG would have Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Bowser, and so on and so on. Everyone from the Mario universe and for you mm-hmm, to interact mm-hmm. with. But to be honest, there's only Mario, Peach, Bowser, some Toads for, for NPCs, and that's it. The rest are all original characters. And the enemies, well, the enemies are all, or most of them are Mario-themed. And uh, to, to my knowledge, none of them have popped up in anything like Mario Kart, have they? No, not exclusively, no. So no, yeah, no. the none of these original characters have ever seen it outside of this game. But that's fine. I don't think they need to. No, no, no. I, I really like that. I yeah. like the game stands alone. That's they cool. have their own identity. They have their own uh, world to be in. And that's how everyone will remember them, which is perfect. So... Um, uh, I'm. I think I am thirty percent through with the game. I don't know if this is one of these games because I really never completed it. But uh, there is this phenomenon that I love on video games, where you think you're about to finish the game, and then <laughs> yeah. the game reveals you that you're not even halfway through. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I, the first it, time that it, I experienced it. depends it, on the game, but exactly. yes. Exactly. <laughs> it depends on the game and how much you're enjoying it, of course. But it, yeah. the first yeah. time it happened to me was on Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, instance. right. I mm-hmm. finished that game and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I love this game. That was so fun. And then not uh, shortly after, I realized that if you do the final boss in a certain way, you would unlock the other half of the game. <laughs> which blew my mind yeah yeah right so i don't know if super mario rpg is one of these but i'm i'm willing to find out because <laughs> i'm i'm enjoying it very very much no no that's, that's so cool that um stuff so cool that a game like that has uh the longevity that it had back then because quite often when i'm playing games from that era my patience runs short with them after only an hour or so mm-hmm. um but every now and then you find a gem and you end up playing it to the very, very end. Um, like, I think Chrono Trigger was one of those for me. I never actually played Chrono Trigger when it was first released. Yeah. And I played Chrono Trigger not that many years ago. I, I think it was around the, the, the DS release. Um, and was just really surprised at the fact that I, I played that to the very, very end. Um, so that's, that's awesome. And it has nine endings. What? Yeah. Does Chrono, it? Chrono Trigger has nine endings. Oh, Chrono Trigger has nine endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not Super Mario RPG. I mean, okay, Chrono yeah, yeah. No, I was aware it had... Do you know what? I didn't know it was nine. I knew it had multiple endings, but I didn't know it was nine. I think it's nine. Okay. Um, from the top of my head, I'm not really sure. I might sure need to YouTube that. But yeah. And, I, th- uh, I think... I think in my arrogance, I may have thought that I was going to get them all, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no, because one of them is extremely difficult to get. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not laughs> so I don't surprised. Think, I don't think you will get them all unless you, well, you will need the patience and dedication for it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. That's the thing. <laughs> no, I mean, no, not now. I'm, uh, well, lately I'm not that much in the mood of very long games. I'm very, uh, games that make me invest a long, long time. But, you know, um, this game is, uh, Super Mario RPG is progressing fast enough. At least it's making me feeling that I'm accomplishing a lot of things in mm. shortish time. Mm. So on these five hours that I've been playing, I think I managed to get um, three or four stars out of the seven that you're supposed to get. Right. And uh, yeah, after you get the seven stars, I don't know what happens because I never reach it. <laughs> it I, may- I, I just, I don't have any memory. I've played the game. I'm not sure if I finished it. Mm. Um. I played it before ah, too, making... but I, I'm sure I never finished it. Yeah, it, it's very unlikely. I might give it a revisit because I do enjoy uh, Virtual Console and my Wii U is my most used console. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll dip into the eShop. Yeah, you totally should. It's it's definitely a very good purchase. One of mm. the better Virtual Console titles that for the Super Nintendo that are out there right now. Yeah, the last Virtual Console game I bought was uh, Star Fox. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Star Fox uh, for the Super Nintendo? Yeah, yeah, oh, Super right. Nintendo. Unfortunately, Star Fox 64... Um, oh, hang on a second. No, I'm talking nonsense. Star Fox 64 is on the Virtual Console. Star Fox is not. I was playing Star Fox on my SNES. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see. Because um, I was building my way up to um, uh, the most recent Star Fox game on the Wii U. I wanted to remind myself of what those original ones were like. And uh, they hold up really well. I know we, we've spoken about uh, the, the Wii U Star Fox in, yeah. in length. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but for me, it's interesting because a lot of people have criticized that game. 
And some people come from the stance of it being inferior somehow to the previous games. I think that's the nostalgia speaking. Exactly. It's definitely not inferior. Um, that They may even go back and, and people that don't like the new Star Fox may realize that maybe they didn't actually like those other games in the first place. Maybe. Which is completely acceptable. They're just that's trying to delude themselves. Acceptable. Like, yeah, this, this other game was so much better. But- I think back then... When you asked your parents to buy you a sixty to eighty dollar game, um, you just refused to believe that maybe you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love all of them. I love all the Star Fox games. I remember having that exact phenomenon when I purchased Spider Man Two for the PlayStation Two. Oh, the wow. game based on the movie was a terrible game, <laughs> but but I paid it on my own money, and I didn't have a job back then. I was I was a teen. So right. it was like I, I saved up for several months just to get this game. I'm sure as hell going to enjoy it. And and I tried to delude myself to that <laughs> without a lot of success. <laughs> but by my yeah. balls, I did finish that. Oh, well, that's that's impressive <laughs> yeah, to push yeah. through that. Yeah, but I know. A, a, any licensed game, um, pretty much through all generations, you're running a risk. Hmm. Because the license holders just aren't going to allow the dev team to do what they want half the time. Yeah. Um, or they're going to do it on the cheap and give it to a bad dev team in the first place. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so it's a risky purchase. I, I remember having... It's talking about licensed games. I did. I do remember having fun playing Superman Returns for a while on the Superman Xbox. Superman Re- Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Because Not because the game was actually good. But because I really, really liked flying around the city, an open city as Superman. You're not, you're not the first person to say that. I think it's Stu that said that, you know, despite that game's failings, it's clear that they spent a lot of time developing a nice flying mechanic and yeah. a good sense of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, they just forgot to do anything around that <laughs> <laughs> or run out of time, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wouldn't be one of my favorite games. But no. I could have had a much worse time playing Superman Returns than I did. I mean, that franchise is cursed when it comes to video games it anyway. Is pretty, yeah, I mean, when you say Superman, you immediately think of Superman 64. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's like the end of it. <laughs> there it's, hasn't been uh, any su- any decent Superman game. you got to wonder if we're going to see one in our lifetime. I well, mean... Um, it could happen. Maybe it happened for Batman games. So, yeah, yeah, so, very true. So why wouldn't it happen for Superman? Maybe in the future. I, I remember seeing forum posts of people begging. It's Rocksteady, isn't it? Rocksteady games? Yeah, Rocksteady. Yeah, begging them to make a Superman game. I'm not sure if they would <laughs> want that challenge or not. But Well, uh, I'm pretty sure if they took the challenge, they would do a good one. I you, mean, can always, you can always play Injustice Gods Among Us and just pretend it's a, a Superman beat-em-up. Which is pretty good. Exactly. Injustice is a really good game. Yeah. And he's, a, he's an evil Superman in that game as well. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not really a spoiler. <laughs> it's just a, random, from the very beginning. Random fact I discovered today. Did you know that Superman was originally meant to be a villain? Really? Yeah. How's so? that? Yeah, these two, I can't remember their names. The comic book lovers are going to hate that. Um, but uh, yeah, there was these two young artists that pitched um, the Superman character to DC Comics. And so it wasn't actually an in-house created character. Um, and the concept was that, you know, here's this immortal, unbeatable force. 
and that's scary. You know, that's it's a, it's a scary thought if you think about it. Yeah. Um, some Superman comics have even explored that, that even though he's a good guy, it's kind of terrifying. That um, nobody can take him down, yeah. Exactly. What happens if he goes a bit odd? Um, but yeah, that was the original idea. And DC said, oh, I love the concept and I like the design of the character, but um, America needs a hero right now. It has to do with the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made him the all-American Superman. Nice. Yeah. A little yeah, bit of comic yeah. book fact for you. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> one of the most popular superheroes in history, if not the exactly. most. Exactly. Just just through that one decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one last topic, um, and we're only going to touch on this briefly, is, uh, is, is E3 is coming up. Oh, yes. Um, we were originally... Week, right? uh, starts it, next it, week? It is next week, yeah. yeah. Um, we were originally thinking of doing a predictions podcast for E3. Um, however, we've, we've shied away from the concept. Um, w- w- probably primarily because we'd be embarrassingly wrong, I would say. <laughs> yeah, well, as, as, there's really not much more to predict anyway. There's been leaks left and right. Exactly. And that's reason number two. is um, it's, it's interesting to see what people are uh, not capable of keeping behind closed doors. So it'll be interesting to see if any of that stuff actually turns out to be true, to be fair. Um, but we figured it'd be much more interesting to actually talk post fact about what we're excited about, um, rather than, uh, shoot in the dark as to what's coming. So, uh, there will be some E3 coverage from go play that, um, shortly after the event takes place. We will probably discuss it either on podcast form or articles, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They'll definitely, we'll definitely podcast. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I think so too. It's a, it's a good way of doing it. Um, and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm always a bit, um, dubious about what actually is going to come from E3. And it feels like an event that has diminished in scale year after year with, Every year. with publishers pulling out. Mm. But, um, when it actually comes around, I confess I do stay up late because it's uh, early hours of the morning for us here in Europe. And I do watch all the trailers and I do get hyped up. So it's video games. I love video games. So yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, let, let's uh, check it out next week. It's always exciting to um, like meet up with your friends, even though we are in the distance, like through Slack or through Messenger or whatever we use. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I, like typing up on the phone, like, oh my God, they just announced this. It's, it was exciting back then when they did the reveal of of Pocket Car Jockey and everything. You know, yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo Directs. I love Nintendo, Nintendo Directs. Direct. Whenever yeah. we ha- we managed to catch a Nintendo Direct live, then I really like to have other people uh, reachable so we can discuss it real time. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the people that you're going to play those games with, probably. <laughs> Is the 21st century version of meeting friends at, ho- at home, what's the ending of Lost and a lot of popcorn? <laughs> I'll go back even further in time. It's the, the, the modern day equivalent of when you buy a Nintendo Power magazine, take it to the playground and open it up in front of your friends to see what games are coming up. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I never really saw any Nintendo Powers back in Spain, but we had oh, our own okay. breed, Hobby yeah, Consolas, yeah. which is, yeah, not the best right now, but yeah. And that was it. That was the only way you could share that information. It's Pretty crazy, much, yes. isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, man. Crazy. So as uh, as we all get old, um, I, I guess we need a, a, an early night now. I'm going to go have a nap, I think. Yeah, sounds like a plan. 
<laughs> all right, we're calling it there then. Thank you very much, Bob. Thank you, man. And thank you all for listening. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you want to drop us a line by email, it's podcast at goplaythat.com. Uh, on Twitter, we are at goplaythat. And also cheap plug, uh, Rob and I every morning, every weekday morning, are going to try to record a Mixler um, so check out our social media feeds to to listen to our 10-minute podcasts uh, on weekday mornings on our way to work. And uh, that's all from us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.